Hi everybody, welcome back to the Bobcast. This is Bridget, and today I'm here with a very super special guest, uh, Riley Mabus, Apollos staff writer, rugby player, awesome human all around. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Riley? Give you give yourself an introduction. Yeah, sure. I would love to. Um, so like Bridget said, I am an Apollos staff writer. Um, that's our student newspaper. I've been absolutely loving that experience. I'm also a rugby player, um, and that is my life. Um, ball is life for sure. Uh, um, I am a hotel and resort tourism management major with a minor in craft beer studies and management. That is also my life. Um, I've been absolutely obsessed with that journey that I've been on, and I love the education I'm getting, and like, I love it. I could talk about beer forever, but that's not what we're talking about. No, that is not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the Barbie movie, um, which you are definitely equally excited about. Ooh, I'm uh, so excited. And I'm I am excited. too. I've been itching, itching, itching to talk about this on the podcast, and now here we are. Yeah. Ah, okay. So, I mean, first of all, the Barbie movie was one of the most highly anticipated shows like highly anticipated movies like probably ever oh um, yeah i was i got back on tumblr because i was so excited i was like i need i need to be talking about every yeah. single um what are they called the previews uh, yeah like every yeah. preview that came out i was immediately watching it immediately i'm obsessed yeah 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 i yeah i remember i followed like every account that was like linked to it and i you know, to follow people who were, like, making art and things like that and all of the artists who yeah. were in the soundtrack and, like, yeah. all of it. Um, and then I went to go see it with one of my best friends, and it was so fun. Um, I had a blast. I mean, I, I dressed up. Yeah. Did you yeah. dress up? Yeah. So That's I, part uh, of the culture. Do you <laughs> no, want to talk a little bit about that I first? I would absolutely love to talk about that, and then I'll even go into, like, the context of me watching the movie. Yeah, um, certainly. Yeah, I loved, we've seen that a lot more, and I think it's, like, a post-COVID thing, you know, people are ready to, like, be out and having fun, um, and I say post-COVID, um, and by that I just loosely. mean... Loosely. Loosely, yeah. yeah. Post-lockdown. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's better. Um, so I think people are, like, more willing to have fun, uh, they let go of, like, you know, the fear of judgment, and I... I mean, Barbie is camp, you know? Oh, Barbie absolutely. Like Always has so been. Barbie so much about Always fashion and glitter and glitz. Um, I wore, yeah. I wore like, a pair of plain ripped jeans, um, and I wore, like, a pink tank top. My accessories yeah. were all pink, and it was a great time. I, like, was thinking about what I was going to wear for so long. I have, like, I could Me go too. back in my phone. I have, like, yeah. four different, like, outfits that I have pictures of, like, mm. um... <laughs> Yeah, I, like, planned my whole outfit out the night yeah. before, and, like, <laughs> and my friend made us, um, like, candy bracelets Aww. with, like, the, the pony beads. So cute. So we had matching ones. It was really sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah. adorable. Yeah. That's so adorable. It was super fun. I loved going, and, like, I loved the, the like, the aesthetic surrounding it. I loved yeah. tapping into that. And when I was a kid, you know, like, I loved Barbies. I had my Barbies. And the best part about them was getting to dress them up. So yeah. I was like, here's my chance to turn myself into a real-life Barbie. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which was I loved great. it. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. 
I'm not I'm not gonna be able to stop saying that. I loved it. I loved <laughs> truly the the energy that was going into yeah. this movie happening. Like Yeah. It was really just such a moment of like Yeah. Women supporting women. Like it and was Greta so Gerwig's been known for like a while. I feel yeah. like, you know, people knew her name. Mm-hmm. And then This when... was the first Greta Gerwig movie I had seen. Uh, admittedly. I know what was it, Little Women that yes. got really popular? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Um, Florence Pugh. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> um, who has, you know, also worked closely with Greta. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just like, I feel like it was a natural choice for her to create this. Yeah. It felt right. Um, and then, I mean, of course, the cast was incredible. incredible. She did a great job. Whoever, I, I don't know who the casting director was, but In really, wa- really yeah. wonderful job. Um, I think Ryan Gosling was so funny as Ken. I so, think he was so such hysterical. a good choice. I that that was something that I found interesting. You know, yeah. this was like like fully like a a very female empowerment sort of yeah. movie, and then like immediately all the memes of like get this man like his Oscar, and like I was like, yeah, like he did a great yeah, job because he was a wonderful like supporting yeah, actor, truly, and like that's what made his role so great is so because good. he was the support, yeah, you know, for the Barbies, yeah, not just Margot Robbie. I um, was surprised. Spoiler alert, I guess, in case you're listening to this and haven't watched the Barbie movie, yeah, um, it it was interesting for him. To be, I guess, the vessel of the enemy in the movie, which yes. is the patriarchy. Yes. Um, I was not prepared for that. I thought he was going to be comic relief the whole time. Yeah. And I and would I'm, argue that he still was. But I wasn't prepared for him to be, like, sort of the antagonist here. Yeah. And I know it was also, like, also sort of Mattel because they were trying to get him yes. back in the box. Right. Which was, right. Which was a really <laughs> specific call and I loved that they showed this team who are all men. Mm-hmm. First yeah. of all, Will Ferrell played that role, I think, really well. I think really he well. nailed it. Um, yeah. And talk f- about Will Ferrell being in, because he was also in the Lego movie. Yeah. Right? I feel like I that's kind so. of funny. Yeah, he was like the, the dad or something. Oh. He, he played the villain oh. in that. Oh. He voiced the villain right. in that. Yes. Um, so what's up with Will Ferrell? Yeah, what's and up being with Will like, Ferrell toy company being the live villain. action movies? Toy company. He was, like, sort of the villain, but then he, like, realized he was yeah. the villain. Well, so did Ken. Which wow. Ken also realized. <laughs> Whoa. It's almost like it was a metaphor about deconstructing patriarchal society. You are so right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's so true. Because in the Lego movie, like, he's being oppressed by this system of, of business and capitalism. Right. Which we also see is, is very much driven by men and men, like, the patriarchy. Yeah. Will <laughs> um, Ferrell is the villain. And now yeah. I'm like remembering. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> this is gonna go so many uh, directions so quickly. But yeah, no, like actually, now that you say it, like the Lego Movie and the Barbie Movie have a re- like a lot of similar similar themes. Yeah. Amazing soundtracks, amazing cast. Yeah, yeah. Huh. destroying the patriarchy, destroying. I'm not gonna say destroying capitalism. Actually, I would like to talk about that. I which was part of it, and because. They, they make a point in the movie to show this whole uh, board that is that is comprised of all men in mm-hmm. suits. Right. I think they were mostly white, you know. But they don't continue that conversation. No. At the end of the day, that's not really dismantled in any way. So, yeah. Which was, I think, purposefully done. I think they left it open-ended for you to think about, especially for 
any of the men in the, those theaters who matched that description. Yeah. They had that moment of self-assessment to say, hold on, that's me. What's wrong with this picture? Yeah. Um, and now backtracking a little bit, just because I had a thought. Um, Ken being the one to kind of represent patriarchy in Barbie world was so interesting because ultimately his view of patriarchy was like horses. Uh-huh. Like he just thought it was about horses. He yeah. just wanted, he was like horses and like fighting. Like, like that's what he thought patriarchy is, yeah. which is not entirely wrong, but it's also so far from what it actually is, right? So like he's completely misinterpreting this one because he's a doll. He is not a real human man, um, which I think is a point that a few people missed is that like, they are not people. Right. They are dolls. I loved the interaction when they first got to the quote unquote real mm-hmm. world. And, and there was that, that line about genitalia. Yeah. That one was my favorite. Like, oh, as with the a, construction as, workers? Yeah. That as a queer person, made I was me like, laugh why so do hard. I love this like, yeah. so much? It was simultaneously relatable and, and like, really so, funny and yeah. addressed in a really nice way. Yeah. I feel like they, they like made it a good line. It that, reminded me of um, from The Good Place. Uh, oh, Janet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, yeah. That's what it felt like. Not a robot. Um, I am attractive, yes. Um, <laughs> I love Janet. I figured you would be able to I love. I yeah. love The Good Place. Yeah. That's another one I'm a big fan of. Um, oh, what did I just think? So, thinking of when they come to the real world, right? Then they start having the human experience, right? And Ken is now in a world where he is the center of attention because he's a man right. and Barbie is no longer. She's, in fact, shunned, especially by the people that she thinks love her the most, right. which are young girls. And she finds out that that is not the case uh, the hard way and then immediately gets called a fascist, which I was like, that's oh, a yeah. lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, well, let, yeah, let's but, go into that conversation. But let's unpack that conversation what? with so, uh, America Ferrero's daughter. Yeah. What What was your relationship with Barbie dolls? Like, so I, it, it, I don't think, at, like, my mom never made it feel like I had to fit that standard at all. And, like, I, ne- I didn't feel I had to fit that standard. To me, they were fun dolls to put clothes on, you know, and play with. There was, like, I don't think that's where that came from for me. And I know for some people that is. And I I re- I recognize that and validate that experience. And I think for a lot of us, those two things have intersected, you know, where they are fun dolls you can play with, dress up with, you, they can be anything. And then at the same time, they fit a completely unrealistic beauty standard. And I think that Barbie did address that really beautifully, especially when Margot Robbie says, I am not, stereotypical Barbie pretty anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Helen Mirren interjects and says, no to the editors. <laughs> not like, a good choice for this. Yeah, not, um, yeah, Margot Robbie was a bad choice for this, and which was funny, but it was also, like, acknowledging that yeah. Margot Robbie is a traditionally attractive person by, like, societal standards, yeah. if you will. Um, but the whole, like, point of it is that you don't have to fit your stereotype. And even though 
she is stereotypical Barbie, she even realizes that her stereotype also doesn't really exist. Yeah. It literally, like, literally in the movie, they, they yeah. try and put her in the box. They try and do this literally. figuratively. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we see that as a theme over and over again. Because uh, America's character mm-hmm. also sees that happening to herself, yeah. you know? Yeah, and the moment where they get in the car, after, like, uh, at the school, I think. I'm so and, glad there was a chase scene Gloria, in the Barbie movie. Yes. Well, <laughs> there were several. Yeah. Um, which I think all were significant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one, uh, when they're in the car, but... I was going to re- mention when they're in the car and Gloria and Barbie realize that it's not her daughter whose, like, memories she's seeing. It's Gloria's. Yeah. I, I, I really and it's like, liked that as well. Because really it shows, like, the impact that uh, something that you have as a kid or do as a kid has on you in your adult life. Yeah. And the fact that she held on to this till she was a, a, an adult a mother with a child, you know, well into her life. Yeah. That she held on to all of that. So, Bridget, you're in the in the Apollos Discord, and yeah. we were having a, a very big conversation about about, um, it, yeah. about this movie. Um, and one of the, the things that brought up the most discourse was um, the quote in the movie that said, I'm probably going to butcher this as a quote. It's okay. Um, but it was like, the the mother stays back so you can you can oh, see how far you've come yeah. and that sparked a lot of conversation with us. What, yeah. was, what was your so thoughts on that? for me personally that really didn't strike a chord for me. Um, I don't feel like it was like I know what they were going for, right? Which is like you you are in this place in your life so then you have like your child can then move forward and fill that space that you will no longer occupy because you know you're eventually going to die um yeah like, i mean no like, a I lot mean, of the like movie did of focus it, right? on, on, death. on the idea of mortality yeah. does anybody ever do you guys ever think about dying it's like that's the line that, was, that initiates yeah. it all um so I think in terms of, like, the mortality of it, it makes sense. But at the same time, I felt it was almost disposing of mothers as people who have to be stationary, which is, like, for me personally, that is not the case at all. It does not matter how much life my, knocks my mother down. She is stubborn and she is headstrong yeah. and she consistently pushes through. Yeah. And it's like, that was not relevant to me. I was like, I'm not... Ahead of her, right? We're together. Yeah, we're on we're the same walking. path. 100%. I'm, you know, sometimes I'm gonna trail ahead, but I'm gonna look back and I'm gonna stay and I'm just gonna stand there for a second and wait for her to catch up. You know. Yeah. So I think that the line does have relevance, and yeah. I think maybe it did resonate with some people. But that's like how it felt for me personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like personally, I, I resonated with it. Like right, I was exactly. like, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Especially like being. You know, maybe you relate to the. I mean, we're in college. We're like hundreds mm-hmm. of miles away from our parents. Um, yeah. Yeah. Back back home, I turned twenty, and like all of a sudden, I just like feel like I'm living in such a parallel to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but her experience growing up and being like her first steps into adulthood were much different. You know. Yeah. Um, my mom is a Navy vet, and I'm I'm very proud of her. Um, That's really cool. 
biases about the uh, military complex aside, uh, I'm very proud of my mother um, being in the Navy as a woman in 1980s had to be a, a wild time, you know? I mean... Yeah, some, of the, stories she, <laughs> some yeah. of the stories she has. Um, but, like, yeah, turning 20 and, like, seeing all these parallels with my mom, it does become that that conversation of, like you said, like, I am walking with my mom. I am this parallel. Um, and, like, sometimes, yeah, it keeps going. And, like, my... Mm-hmm. Yeah. My experience differs so much, but it's so parallel, you know? Like it, it Yeah. It's really you interesting. You may be walking like different paths in your life yeah. right now, but they're next to each other. Yeah. They're running next to each other. Yeah. And like they're yeah. they're like on a sphere, so it comes back right. around anyway. Right. So maybe it's so you'll that, pass like, each other. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. We're on maybe the track that's together. What it is. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like that. that. I like that we came to kind of a, a middle ground on that. Yeah. Absolutely. See, you um. can agree on this. <laughs> but I I loved that that one sparked d- discourse and just like we were all just talking about how much um, we appreciated our moms. Yeah, I mean, I I called my parents immediately afterwards, <laughs> and I was like, "Mom, I love you." Um, I'm sure and, and others who have seen it can relate. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There was something about the, the mother daughter dynamic that really got me. The portrayal, kind of, on the same topic, the portrayal of um, Ruth. Yeah. Oh I my god, really as a, as a creator that she was portrayed as I wouldn't say a ghost, but like a a spirit entity. Yeah. Uh, that was like guiding Barbie through the human experience that she had just had and was like, well, "What's going on? This yeah. is nothing I've ever experienced. I've, you know, been a doll my whole life." Yeah. It, um, it very much felt like a god is a woman kind of moment. It, like it, it, almost, it felt it really like did. Yeah. undertones to the, those sorts oh, of scenes. Oh, and it absolutely did. Because, like, also, like, in religion, or in at least the Christian religion, you know, God is known as God the Father. And so mm-hmm. in this sense, it's, you know, yeah. the creator mother, or, like, Mother Earth. It felt very... Yeah. It matriarchal. Felt very matriarchal in, like, mm-hmm. such a comforting, warm way. Yes. Because, yeah, they were also having that that walk, that yeah. parallel. It was yes, like, which is showing, like, that patriarchal society in its essence has oppressed everything about that the aesthetic of barbie world the aesthetic of like the mm-hmm. maps they showed i i just it, it was so fun yes I, a lot of the design choices were were so great the barbie and the houses. fact that a lot of it was not cgi yeah a lot of that was that a was built big set, set. Oh, that so cool. is something that you don't see a lot in modern movies is like a fully built set you see a lot of you know editing in and of course now it's really good like it's good to a point where sometimes you can't even tell but the fact that there was a team hired specifically to create these sets was really great because you know what is one of barbie's main things her dream house Mm -hmm. and you know her clothes all her things like those are the things that make barbie barbie is the fact that you can have her be and do all of these things Right, and so to have those things be tangible rather than CGI, I think was a really important thing in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, so the sets are really important to this movie. I think the fact that they were built rather than a den was like really important. You know, props were tangible. It wasn't all edited in afterwards with a computer, mm-hmm. um, which like is the essence of Barbie. Yeah. So I love that. Woo. 
Love that. Um, what else was, I mean... There was a quote in the movie, um, yeah. or a scene in the movie where one of the Barbies receives, like, a like a Nobel Prize or something. She's oh, yeah. winning an award. Yeah. Um, and she goes, yeah, Emma thank you, I deserve this. And I that has lived rent-free in my brain. Yeah. Um, never have I seen... Never, like, I don't, you don't see that often, if yeah. at all. I, I really love, um, like, humility has been something that's, like, been instilled. And I, I really, I listen to this podcast. It's mm-hmm. called Unfuck Your Brain by, oh, my God, I don't remember the name. Um, that's okay. It's called Unfuck Your Brain. I'll find and it, it's I'll link it. so good. Um, and the host of that show, she talks a lot about feminist empowerment, especially in the business world and how you have to have that attitude mm-hmm. like as a woman we've like as women we have been socialized to to be more humble and like not yeah. be as direct about our accomplishments but like yeah when you know what you're doing yeah and you know you deserve like the recognition you get be proud of that i think that's i thought it was really such great. a great moment yeah. I loved it. And, and it that doesn't rent-free. mean that there's no place for humility. It just means that the place for humility is not there. Yeah. It is not there. Yeah. You should be proud of your accomplishments. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, like, I know for me personally, that's really hard. Like, I have a hard time being proud of the things that I do because I feel like they're not significant. Oh, I'm just a person doing stuff so I can get a job. No, I'm doing something in this world so I can hopefully make a difference and leave it better than I found it. Yeah. You know, and I should be proud of that because I'm doing something that not everybody's willing to do. Absolutely. Um, Oh, a woman in STEM. Wow. Yeah. Bunsen burner on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's Bridget being humble because uh, they're actually like super smart and super (laughs) sciencey. I appreciate that. Yeah. I am very sciencey. I will agree with that. (laughs) Um, Wow. I mean, I think that seeing the Barbie movie on, like, in a movie theater made the experience for me. Oh, yeah, that's right. At at the very beginning, I said I was going to talk about the context of which I went. Yeah. So I actually went on a date with a man, and that was really interesting. Oh. (laughs) Not because I went on a date with a man. No, but that there was... But... A man with you well, for the duration of this movie. movie. Yeah, yes. I thought that was like super interesting, and I'm kind of glad like that's how it it went. Um, <laughs> I asked him after the movie. I was like, "Oh, like you know, what were your thoughts?" And he's like, "I sat my ass down and listened." And I was like, "Good." <laughs> that is the correct response. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. a good thing. I'm glad that it yeah. went well because no, it, it could have gone badly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, can we can yeah. also can we also talk about the trend? Oh of, God, like, the women, boyfriends. Yeah, like the yeah. boyfriends, like either being one hundred and ten percent like in support, dressing so up with it. their girlfriends, yeah. or people like breaking up with people their straight up breaking up. I thought that was super interesting. I thought that was super interesting, I, and it's like you know what makes sense that's though. That's good. That's like yeah. the point of the movie, you know? Yeah, it's like after it's like <laughs> this is so random. <laughs> it's like after you watch a Hallmark movie and you realize that. Your man's that not your man stepping is, up. One, not stepping up, or two, just as boring as the man <laughs> in a Hallmark movie, and you're like, Jesus Christ, this man is so boring. I, Why I was, am I still here? <laughs> I always think of that kind of stuff in reference to um, uh, How I Met Your Mother. There's an episode of the, the glass shattering effect 
where like they point out something and it's like oh the glass yeah. shatters and now you see it yeah yeah I think about that like all the time. or like taking off rose colored glasses or yeah. and whatever any of those yeah. metaphors that yeah. we like are about seeing something as it truly is which is like also a huge part of the Barbie movie <laughs> because breaking the barriers between the real world and Barbie world. And seeing things for what they truly were in the real world. Yeah. Um, and that Barbie had, in fact, not made the difference that it intended to. Mm-hmm. So, which is also a huge commentary on intention. Also, very true. Yeah, so Barbie was created by Ruth for her daughter because, like, yes. the only options were baby dolls. And it's like... Right, which is the whole intro, Space Odyssey yeah. 2008. Yeah, that was a really cool uh, Space Odyssey homage. 2001. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. And then it's Margot Robbie as Barbie number one, yeah. original, in the black and white striped bathing suit, Very which was, cool. I mean, it's I iconic. Loved, I loved all the references to yes. different Barbies. I, I, loved, really cool. <laughs> I loved when... Um, Ken was tossing down the outfits and they froze in the <laughs> yes, air. Oh my god. And like it said what they were. Yeah, and they 100%. were these beautiful vintage archival outfits. And yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. So cool. Oh my god. And I, like I the, the reference to Midge, the costume design. The reference to Midge, the costume design. Um, the reference to Midge being perpetually pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I I love I love Barbie lore. I love I've been like getting into deep dives on YouTube of yeah. videos that are like twenty minutes long explaining like the history of like Barbie's friends and mm-hmm. did you know Barbie at one point had a different boyfriend than Ken? Yes. <gasps> that was wild. I can't remember what his name was, but yeah, yeah. she did have a different yeah, boyfriend than Ken second. at one point. point. Um, well, I mean in they're never actually explicitly stated as being boyfriend and girlfriend i don't think ever mm, i feel like you're probably maybe, right maybe they have been i'm not sure but i don't like they're not like i didn't really see them become a couple like until people like when people like would when they would be marketed together right like, in the same box yeah. until later in my life yeah. Like, I didn't really see that. That was not really a part of it. And I had a Ken, too. Like, I had one Ken doll. I had a G.I. Joe. And I didn't... Oh, God. <laughs> so it was, like, my Barbie, like, yeah. all pretty and, and pink, just and then G. a G.I. Joe. Joe. That, I feel like, like, is an experience that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. As well yeah. as, like, having no, a G.I. Like, Joe. We, we were not, like, buying Barbies out the wazoo. I was more oh, yeah. like, a Barbie movie girly instead of, like, a Barbie doll kind of person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dancing Princesses. Oh, that's my favorite one. Yeah. Admittedly, Princess Charm School might be yeah. taking that over. Princess Charm School is amazing. So funny. It's a really good it one. It just talks about... I love Diamond Castle. So, oh, also true. So that's another thing as well, is the Barbie movies, like the animated... Like the like the animated, you know, like the weird 3D animation. All the animals in Barbie. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Please don't even talk to me about the elephant <laughs> and the princess. You knew exactly like, what I was talking about. Even Island Princess? The, the dog in... Um, the dog with like the the like the like New York accent. <laughs> Do you know what I'm um, talking about? Uh, I the think poodle it's, in, yes. in in um the one uh, where they're princess in the mine. And popper. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The poodle in the princess and the popper, I think, still gives me nightmares <laughs> to this day. Like, honestly, um, if Waluigi 
the Mario character were to talk, I think it'd be the same. I think it'd be the same accent. <laughs> if you wanted, <laughs> you wanted to know my thoughts. <laughs> I did. I did want to know your thoughts. You agree? If I you kind of yeah. do. Like I think Halloween, you could have like a like, like, like a. Like a I feel like you're not entirely wrong. Anyway. I don't know if it's a New York or a Boston accent, but either way, that poodle scares the shit out of me. I hate it so much. Oh my god. But I feel like, um, you know, of course, in the Barbie movies, she usually, like, not all of them, but there's usually a man. And she usually falls in love with him. Yeah. In, in, in defense of one of them, one of them. The shoemaker from Twelve Dancing Princesses, because he is the only acceptable man no. ever. Thanks. That's all. No, that's um, valid. I was obsessed with him when I was a child. I was like, I love this man. Me too. I want him to cobble me a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm what I'm like eight, nine, maybe twelve, somewhere in Twelve Dancing Princesses. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. In that age range. Um, but, you know, the Barbie phase was forever. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Fairytopia. Maria, I was just about to say, yeah, we would, uh, uh, me, my that. mom, my sister, even my sibling, they, we would join in. We would have Yeah, Barbie me and my best nights. friend. Love I would go Fairytopia. hang out at her house. We would watch Barbie, just, like, a bunch of Barbie yeah. movies. We would watch Fairytopia and Mermaidia the most. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. obviously, Cause they're amazing. Bibble. Bibble's the best character. No one's beat yeah. Bibble yet. I don't think any any no sorry. any any of the supporting if Barbie they roles to, like put Bibble into the live action Barbie. God, movie, that would have been so funny. Barbie yeah, too. Put Bibble in. What are your ideas on like continuing this this Barbie movie? Do you think they will? If if they do a sequel, right? Because it was so successful. Naturally, you know, like in the industry of film, when a film succeeds and does really well, uh, a sequel is always something that is Get at least discussed. around, yeah. Yeah. So but I think... But I also if, heard that it was like they were going to like do other toy brands that yeah. they have in their arsenal, like like uh, Hot Wheels and Polly Pocket. Oh, I think a Polly Pocket movie would be really fun. Yeah. I would really enjoy a Polly Pocket movie. Oh my God. You know what would be hysterical? Little is Pet Shop movie. That's what I was thinking too. Because like, they, they're movie. like the same thing in my brain. I don't know yeah, why. Little is Pet Shop or Pet Barbies. Yeah, because they're like the focal point of their world. You know, my. I always feel like they are just pets living in a pet shop <laughs> with no human supervision whatsoever. <laughs> it's just a pet shop. At, like everything is a pet shop, and they all just live there. There yeah. are no humans. It's just animals. Yeah. At least that's what I always like. Well, everything's, it as. everything's a pet shop because of their pets and their shopping. Yeah, because yeah. it's littlest pet shop. Littlest pet shop. So like everything is a littlest pet shop. <laughs> I I also didn't have any of those. My like one of my <sighs> friends growing up had them, had a big old container of them, and yeah. I like would get so oh, yeah. upset. They'd be like, Do you wanna go to the trampoline? I would be like, I wanna Play with all your Barbies and littlest pet shops and Polly Pockets. Yeah. Um. I was hope I hope that if they they make a sequel to the Barbie movie, they just immediately recast everyone. Like I I think that would be really cool. Like new Barbie immediately, just entirely new cast. I think that would be really cool. I agree. I agree. If they do a sequel, I think just yeah. And I you can honestly, which makes sense. Even follow 
a similar like plot like of of the Barbie going to the real right. world because right, they right, mentioned right. that it happened before with Alan. If funnily enough, oh yeah. Um, Michael's Let's talk about job. Alan. <laughs> Let's talk uh, about first of all, how Alan is the non-binary yeah. experience. Legend, um, icon star, Alan. Um, yeah. Ken's buddy. All Ken's, Ken's clothes fit him. That's like Alan's whole thing. Yeah. Which is hysterical because he was never marketed as anything else other than Ken's friend. Which I think... Is really like low key on the down low. Like Ken's got a side piece and it's Alan, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like and the fact that he could wear all of Ken's outfits, I was like, there. Someone is being very obvious about this, and Mattel was just not getting it because Alan was released a long time ago. You mm-hmm. know when the original Barbies were being produced, um, and Alan, Alan in the movie is in his like original outfit that he was in uh and then he kind of you know later becomes a character again um and then we see like an evolution of you know like barbie life in the dream house we see an evolution of like ken's friend and then it turns into ryan yeah you know and so I'm you so get glad like we're talking i was i was like hoping oh, it was gonna come oh, up in conversation. of course it's going i'm obsessed with barbie, love life, barbie in life in the dream house it's hot hilarious. take the best like iteration of Barbie. I'm sorry, the oh, live no, action it's not movie. A hot was, take. It's a great take. The the live action movie in insanely it's good. It's amazing, but but obviously Barbie Life in the Dream House. So good. It's going to stand the test of time. It, it has. It's so funny. It's hysterical. It's great. It's so good. I am a, a full grown adult still watching that show. Yeah, and it's so good. Raquel makes me sob laugh. <laughs> I love Raquel. <sighs> I think <sighs> she's so good. She's such a wonderful character. I love Chelsea. Chelsea's my. Oh favorite. God, I love oh Chelsea. My God, <laughs> Honestly, uh, just the sister dynamic. Oh, Barbie sisters. That's Barbie what Barbie 2 could be about. Barbie her relationship with her sisters. And they could talk about, like, her as a doll with her doll family. I Yeah, honestly, a more... Somebody get Greta Gerwig on the phone. Like, a Barbie world-centered movie. Like, I like yes. the, the real world. I like yes. that. But, like, also, I hate the real world. So let, let's just talk. Let's just live in Barbie... Yeah. Yeah. Full escape. Full I escape. think I think, you know, for this movie, that was like specifically what they were focusing on, you know, is the commentary. The difference between a matriarchal society versus a patriarchal society, you know, it was entirely focused on opposites. And then at the end, you know, every like it comes together and it's like, okay, here's a more balanced way we can do things, which like makes a lot of sense to be an end resolving point. So I think if you do a sequel, have it be a little bit more focused instead of on like total anti like opposite mm-hmm. things and have it be like a familial structure. Yeah. Which I think is a really good thing. Like And and the sisterhood is definitely the way to go through yes. that. It yes. it would like continue their their support of this yeah. female empowerment move and and just show how it can affect you know the younger generations. Yeah. And I and love also Chelsea is like the, I really just really I like Chelsea as a character. Siblings. I, I love Barbie's so siblings, and I think their relationship together is really great and yeah. would be awesome to be explored in a full movie yeah. because there is a, there's a whole story there. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, Skipper is mentioned in mm-hmm. the movie. You know, there's there's mentions yeah. of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's not, you know, a whole thing. And so I think it would be really cool to kind of call on the Barbie life in the dream house Absolutely. sort of 
structure that they have yeah. and take that and make that the movie is them like existing and living in a space together because then it would be kind of sitcom-y, but then it would follow, you know, each of their stories through the movie, you mm-hmm. know, because this, this movie was focused on Barbie yeah. and Barbie's journey, but then that movie could be focused on their journey as a family. Yeah. Which I think, that'd be super I think fun. would be great. Yeah. And I mean, um, judging from the reaction we've gotten from movies similar, you know, focused on a familial structure, like in Kanto, which I mean, I super needed. successful. Super. Oh I my god! Yeah, no, I saw that movie. Um, music that movie was amazing. The family ruined was, my. Just, yeah, just, wow. my, I was crying so yeah, hard. Was um, it was, was beautiful. Rough. I loved it. I think yeah. it's a really wonderful movie, and I think that's exactly what Barbie Two could echo. Is like yeah. that existing in the same space as your family and how whatever was before you and you know whatever that may be as a doll i wouldn't know (laughs) i wouldn't um like that's that could be a really cool thing to be explored and look into the history of that you know uh like creation wise of those dolls Uh, like after barbie um and their age gaps of course you know because barbie is an adult and then her sisters you know are teens tweens and even younger yeah so all of them having a different age experience as well. That's also, I think, a really important a point lot of to touch casting upon. opportunities. Exactly, for that. lots yeah. of casting opportunities for young upcoming actors. I think that'd be really cool. That's yeah. my that's my take. That's I really I like think. that. Yeah. I actually um, think that's an amazing really, idea. That'd be really cool. So um, wow. Yeah, get this girl a script. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody get Greta Gerwig on the phone. I just. I loved it. I had such a good time overall. Yeah, positive. It was really fun. Mm, there was another thing that brought up discourse in in our chat in our about chat. this movie was the one quote about um, smallpox. Ah, ah. Thank you for reminding yeah. me of that because I do want to address <clears throat> that. So at the very beginning of the movie, Helen Mirren narrates it. And this may not been what they, this may not have been what they were going for. But this is how it came across to me. And I don't think it really solidified in my brain until after Gloria says it a second time later on. Um, but the, the line is like, I'm going to not say it exactly, but it's like how small, like patriarchy, patriarchy took, took over, over like, the world, like how smallpox took the Native American yeah, lives. And I was like, that's a really that's a that's a big step of a comparison. I feel like there are so many other things yeah. that you could have used as a as a as a simile. Yeah. You know, cuz that was not it. Yeah. And I I see I see, like, I I see, see why that was a connection like yeah because the patriarchy it did take in, over and it like a, a disease lot of, a lot of harm because that's what they were going for was that it took over like a disease yeah. but the specific comparison to indigenous peoples yeah. being killed by a disease that was brought to them by colonists was like not the way to go especially since barbie has not represented yeah. that group Yes. Very well historically. Yes. Um, I yes. think there is one uh, indigenous-based like Barbie 
Um, and that's, that's all I know yeah. as far as that goes. Yeah. But and in the doll world, not just Barbie, there's... Someone also mentioned... You. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Uh, someone also mentioned, like, the, the fact that there's a, a, a Barbie Mount Rushmore. Um, yes! <laughs> no, no. And, like, the ties that... That's that important. <laughs> um, but also, it's like, this is a fake world. It's Barbie land, you know? Like, yeah. we, we Maybe, can say like, that that doesn't exist in Barbie yeah. land, but... And to them, you know, Mount Rushmore to us in the real world is probably going to be a way different yeah. landmark than air quotes Mount Rushmore in Barbie yeah. world because that's not what it is it's not actually Mount Rushmore it's Mount Barbie yeah which like but at the same time it was also a clear reference to Mount Rushmore so it's like I does does that mean like you're unpacking the fact that Mount Rushmore is all white dudes yeah or like is there colonization in Barbie land is there is there like is there like a a two party system in Barbie Land? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's I mean they like, do have like huh? a judicial system. They do. That they show. I don't think. I mean, judging from how it was portrayed, it was not party based. No. Yeah. No. I didn't seem so. It it was a legit democracy. Yeah. Which was cool to see an entirely woman democracy, which I was like, can I say Whoa. I had an experience. Um, Back in May, I got to go to uh, Colorado as like a like a school trip, okay. um, and we were talking with the um, uh, like fish and game service, mm-hmm. um, something of that yes. nature. Uh, I'm not a science person, and I'm a hospitality major. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, and it was really cool because when we walked in into this, you know, sort of scientific service, yeah. Um, it was it was four women. It was four women, and it was so beautiful to walk into. I was like, I'm gonna be so bored. Like, this is not my area of expertise. But um, you weren't because it was amazing. But I wasn't because it was amazing because yeah. it was four female scientists. You know, like every it was time that has happened to so me, so gorgeous. It was so yeah. surprising. It was so wonderful. Oh, um, I think three of them. They mentioned three of the, three out of the four are, are also women, or yeah, they're also women. Uh, are are also mothers. Um, one of them is a single mom. Like the the amount of work they were doing, yeah. And like, I'm I had to read a uh, book for my class, Shattering Gender Stereotypes, and it's very topical right now. Um, it's called Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. I highly recommend. I highly highly recommend. Um, because there's. A point where our main character um, is, uh, she's pregnant, and she gets fired. It's set in the 1950s to 60s era. Okay, I mean, Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, And she is pregnant, she gets fired, and she's like, why? Why are you firing me? Um, She also points out the fact that men easily get the um, ability to have not only a family, but a stable career. So why isn't that opportunity just as equal for women, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also that, like, maternity leave wasn't really a thing yet at that point in time. Yeah, you were just fired. Yeah, you you just got fired. Just got fired. And, like, that's why whenever women entered the workplace, a lot of times when you see, you know, oh, these are women who dominated the workplace in the 1950s and 60s, more often than not, they're unmarried and have no children. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's exactly why. I I love lessons in chemistry. I could do as much as we're talking about the Barbie right, movie, right, I right. could do as much of a full yeah, um, insight full, into like, this book. That sounds like a great book recommendation. Oh my god, it's so good. Excellent. I recommend. But yeah, so closing out our discussion. Um, yeah, it's been kind of it's been kind of kind all of over the place. Coaster, but um, that's the beauty of the Barbie movie is yeah. it did reference so many things outside of itself that I think it brings those things to the table. And truly, everyone's going to have a different interpretation of this movie and a different yeah. way of how it relates. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was truly a movie to have a conversation about. Yeah, I think that was a huge point of it as well, mm-hmm. which I, I really liked. Yeah, um, there is a poll option on these episodes, so if anybody has any sort of commentary they would like to share, please, by all means, go and find that poll and share that with us. We would love to hear it. Um, thank you, Riley, for sitting down and talking with me. It's been a blast. Yeah, this is so um, fun. I'm so glad you were able to do this with me. So yeah. I'm really excited yeah. to finally have you on the Bobcast. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, super, I'm super glad I made it to the Bobcast. Great. I feel like a micro-celebrity. I get it now. I get it. I get do it. you understand it Yeah, now? yeah. I get it. <laughs> Um, it's, it's definitely it's satisfying great. that little itch that I've had that I'm like, I could do a podcast. Yeah, exactly. This is bad because it proves. And when you know that you I could do a podcast. Well, no, you know where the mic drawer is. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's been great hanging out with you all. So I'll see you in a week or two. Bye-bye. Bye.